Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The first reading from this weekend's readings is from the book of Sirach. Now, we don't really hear much from Sirach during the liturgical year. Sirach is part of the wisdom literature of the Bible. It's a subset of books in the Bible that offers, you could say, sage advice about truth, the life, and the world. It consists of other books like Proverbs and Wisdom and Ecclesiastes. Now, Sirach was composed in the year 200 BC, and the author is living in Jerusalem. Now, we don't know much about the author, and we can garner from the text of the first reading that he was a man that was deeply immersed in Jewish law, which is the Torah, as well as Jewish tradition and the rituals of the temple. Now, in this weekend's reading, Sirach is now singing hymns of praise to the law, the biblical law of God. Now, this might be problematic for us to understand as we live in the 21st century. We would be hard-pressed to try and understand why someone is singing praises to the law, to the commandments of God that he has given us. Now, as Americans, we put great value in our freedom. And the laws in our country are here to preserve that freedom and to protect us. Our civil laws, you could say, are somewhat similar to the biblical laws that God gives us, the commandments. The biblical law can be thought of as the very root of freedom or is grounded in freedom. In the reading from today from Sirach, it's a great example of this principle. It's a basic biblical truth. God wants nothing more than to share his life with us. So it begs the question, what is God's life? Well, it's a life of love. It's willing the good for us, always. Now, for us, love has to be a personal choice. Otherwise, it's not true love. Real love can't be coerced. If it is, it's not genuine. It has to be chosen by us to always to will the good of others, family, friends, or even people that are strangers to us, always willing the best for them. That's love. And so another question that comes up, what's the purpose of God's law and his commandments? Well, it's the means. It's the means by which God is helping us to make right choices in our life. You could say it's a lure. It's a lure to hold out for us our freedom so that we might always make right choices, choosing good over evil, life over death. Because love has to be a choice on our part. Now, with that in mind, go back into the first reading from the book of Sirach, and it begins to make some sense for us. Sirach says, If you choose 
You can keep the commandments, and they will save you. If you trust in God, you shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Now, the water is symbolic of baptism, which is life with God. And water, indeed, is held out to us. But it is our choice. Well, if it's that a choice, so too then fire is also a choice. So what does this mean for us? Well, salvation is held out to us. And if it's a choice, then also death is held out to us. Now remember, this is not a result of God being cruel to us. It's simply the nature of the beast. If we are dealing with authentic freedom that God gives us, then we have to choose between life or death, good or evil. Now, Sirach continues. He says, Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given them. Now, this is incredibly important. One of the deepest truths of the spiritual life is being stated here. God so respects our freedom that he will allow us to choose life or death, good or evil. God will give us what we choose. That is why when you hear people speaking about God punishing us or God seeking retribution against us, that we've done something wrong, well, that is completely all wrong. That's not true. John Paul II spoke about this. In fact, many of his writings made a connection between authentic freedom that God gives us and the truth. And so it's important to focus on that, especially on this reading from Sirach, in the fact that free acts always accomplish two things. First, they determine what a person will do in a particular situation. Second, and probably most important, they will contribute to the formation of that person, such that over time, choice after choice after choice, we make ourselves into our particular type of person. I'll give you some examples. If you choose the selfish path, every act that you choose in life is selfish. You only care about yourself and no one else. Then you will become a selfish person. If you choose the violent path, over and over again, you choose to do bad things in a violent way, well, you become a violent person. On the other hand, just the opposite is true. If you consistently choose the path of love, you do all types of good things for all different people, and you choose those time and time again, you will become a loving person. If you consistently choose the path of forgiveness, you constantly are forgiving people, and despite how much they have hurt you, eventually you will become a forgiving person. And see, this is what John Paul II meant by character formation. Now stay with that word character. It's unique. It comes from the Greek word kerichene, which means in English to be branded. Now it's interesting. As we are forming our character, it means we are getting branded permanently on our soul. A permanent mark is made upon us. So if we are branded, we then belong to someone. If you look at animals, animals are branded by their owner, which means their owner now has claimed them as his own. And so a question we have to ask ourselves is to whom do we belong to? 
Who has branded us? Now, in light of all this, from Sirach, the law, freedom, you know, becoming the person God created us to be, forming our character, with all that in mind, it makes us think about eternal life in maybe a different way, or maybe in a fresh way. Sometimes people think of heaven as a prize. Some get it, some don't get it. Either you get into heaven or you don't get into heaven. Now, recognizing Sirach and what he, his message is, as well as the gospel, I think they both cause us to look at heaven to be thought of as a way of life. It's a way of being, namely the divine life of love. Heaven is not necessarily a prize. Rather, it is a way of being, a way of living. Now realize God doesn't simply place us in heaven as if he were placing us in an amusement park or someplace nice that we love. Rather, there is a deep truth to the claim that heaven is a life of love. As I mentioned before, love is always a choice on our part. And so God gives us freedom, but he also gives us grace. When we cooperate with God's grace, then we always make the right choice. We choose good over evil, life over death. And every time we make those choices, our character is being formed, and we are becoming the person that God created or intended us to be. And see, that explains a lot of the questions that we may have about our faith. Now, you may hear, or you may even think yourself, you say to yourself, well, why didn't God just get it all over with? Put us all in heaven where he all wants us to be from the very beginning of time. Why are we stuck in this world? Well, the point is that we are not here in this world arbitrarily or capriciously. Rather, we are here in this world that we might be prepared for the life of heaven. This means we are here for character formation. Under the influence of God's grace and through discipline, we become the person that God created us to be. And see, that's why this first reading is so important for us, to really understand eternal life in heaven and to understand why Sirach is singing hymns of praise about the commandments, the law. The law, the commandments, lures us. It guides us to our freedom to choose love always. And so then it begs the great question, what's the best way for us to prepare for heaven? Love now. Will the good for others now, each day and each moment of your life. Choose to will the good of others, whether your family or your friends or even strangers. Will the good for all people. Choose good over evil. Choose life over death. See, when we make those right choices in freedom that God gives us, then we become the person that God created us to be. Then we become the person that is fit to live in heaven. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.